The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. One sentence summary. The Happiness Project will show you how to change your life without actually changing your life, thanks to the findings of modern science, ancient history, and popular culture about happiness, which the author tested for a year and now shares with you. My favorite quote from the author is, The days are long, but the years are short. Gretchen Rubin. The days are long, but the years are short. Damn, that's profound. I wish I'd thought of these nine words on a rainy afternoon in a bus. But I didn't. Gretchen Rubin did. Realizing that she's working hard, but not on the things that will matter once the short years of her life have gone by, she decided to dedicate a year of her life to running happiness experiments. The Happiness Project is the report of her results from testing ideas about happiness from ancient times, the latest scientific research, as well as popular culture and common belief. She found a multitude of ways in which you can improve your happiness, without moving to the other side of the world or making millions. Here are three of them. 1. Clean up your house and your brain, because all clutter wears us down. 2. Accept these two things to build better relationships. 3. Money is like health. Alright, at least two of those need some thorough further explanation, so let's hop on the happiness train. The Happiness Project, Lesson 1. Both mental and physical clutter are a drag, so clean up your house and your brain. This answers the question, how can decluttering help us with happiness? The very first area of her life Gretchen looked at was her health, her energy as she calls it. Why? Because if you're sick in bed, there's no way in hell you'll be happy. Among more typical things, like getting enough sleep, exercise and good food, Gretchen also found that clutter really weighed on her. Not only does it take up to 50% more time to manage your household if it's very cluttered, all of the unused junk also takes up mental energy, because every item has its spot somewhere inside your brain. I can vouch for this, as I've sold all of my video games and 75% of my old clothes. When you declutter your house, you'll notice a strong relief of stress inside your head too, which will help you take the next step, sweeping the floor on a mental level. Digital to-do list tools and note-taking software are great, but they have a huge disadvantage. No storage limit. If you've ever filled up an Evernote file or Trello board with so many tasks that you couldn't possibly finish them, you know what I'm talking about. The stress this creates comes from the Zygarnik effect, which makes your brain nag you about any unfinished task, even if it was started years ago. Getting rid of notes about old tasks she'd never finished or finally checking of small items, like making a backup of her computer, helped Gretchen get rid of a lot of mental clutter with little effort, thus boosting her happiness. The Happiness Project, Lesson 2. These are two great principles to base happy relationships on. This answers the question... What are happy relationships built on? It was really hard to fit these into one fitting headline, so here go two of Gretchen's principles for happier relationships. 1. You can't change your partner, you can only change yourself. And 2. What you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while. Our brains remember negative events a lot faster and deeper than positive ones. So in any relationship it takes about 5 positive actions to correct one negative one. Therefore, doing less negative ones, for example by reducing fighting and quitting the bickering, is a great way to make your relationships happier. Gretchen noticed she was nagging her husband a lot and complaining, but once she reduced that, she herself became happier, even though her husband hadn't changed at all. When you focus on what you can control, you correct what's really the root of the problem, 
your own actions and attitudes. Similarly, Gretchen started performing more acts of random kindness, with little gestures and gifts for her husband because she realized these everyday niceties matter more than big gifts once a year. The Happiness Project, Lesson 3. Money is like health. This answers the question, what similarities exist between money and health? Money is like health. You can't buy it, but whoever has the most of it wins. Ha, <laughs> gotcha. You didn't really think she said that, did you? Here's what Gretchen actually says about money. Money is like health. It doesn't guarantee you'll be happy, but not having to worry about it makes your life a lot easier. I like that Gretchen consciously observed this area as well, because even taking a conservative approach, given her multiple bestseller status, she sure is in that situation and went out of her way to explore it from when she wasn't. We know that in the United States, around $75,000 per year will get you everything you need and more. More than that will only increase your happiness marginally. We also know that excessively buying stuff won't boost your happiness long term, because you always return to your baseline ha level of happiness. However, Gretchen says that if you spend your money consciously and make few but targeted purchases, that the short burst of happiness you get is not only real, but also leads to a feeling of growth. What's more, if you use the purchase on an ongoing basis and in the right way, it can add to your happiness for a long time. For example, Gretchen bought an expensive food processor, but now uses it every day to make delicious smoothies for herself and her family, which increases her health, helps her connect with her husband and daughters, and puts her in a good mood. My personal takeaways from the Happiness Project for 2017. I have not yet run one-month experiments like Gretchen has done in this book or like Leo Babauta has done on Zen Habits, but I do see the benefit of it. Um, usually my one-month quote-unquote experiments turn into six-months quote-unquote experiments because I just pick up new habits and then usually run with them for a long time. But saying, okay, I'm going to try 12 changes in a year, I think that's a very powerful idea. I think Leo Babauta even has a program to help you do this. It's called the Sea Change Program. Sea as in sea as in ocean. And then program. Sea Change Program. Look at that if you, if you want some help with this. Mm. That said, uh, another thing... Um, you can relate one of the rules for happy relationships to the one what you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while is food i heard this saying in context with food i think um because uh, it was someone who said oh my grandma always used to say that uh, the food that kills you is not what you eat uh, once in a while it's what you eat every day so for example if you have You can go to McDonald's once a month or or twice a month, like no problem, right? As long as you have other meals that are good and healthy for you. But if you eat McDonald's every day, then that's going to determine the biggest portion of your health from food. And that's what's uh, going to have a negative effect on your health. So it's not the it's not the the cheat day here and there you should worry about or or the ice cream here and there or the things you do once in a while with your food but it's you should worry about what you have every day for breakfast because that's going to determine how healthy you are in terms of um food 
And to come back to the decluttering part, uh, I did a major declutter session in 2013 when I returned from the United States. I lived there in a, it was probably a, I can't even tell, 50 square feet, is that right? I don't know, a room. It was really, really small. I had just had my suitcase. I lived out of that. I had none of my usual possessions from home. And when I came home, I realized, well, I did pretty, I did fine for those nine months. So I might as well get rid of some stuff. And that's when I started selling all my video games because I wasn't using them. I wasn't playing and a lot of my old clothes because I was wearing the same ones almost every day anyway. Or the same few ones that I was rotating through. Uh, I've kept it pretty neat and simple since then. I'm looking around in my room right now. Uh, the one thing I haven't decluttered as much is books. Although I've given some to the local library. And some DVDs. Uh, those I've given to the local library. All of them pretty much. Um... But looking back, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, I haven't bought much stuff since. And the rule I would like to share with you that I used to initially declutter this, especially for clothes, is have I used this in the last year? Because that's a safe question to ask because if you haven't used something in the last year, chances are you won't use it the next year either. Uh, so if you want to do a declutter, you can just pick a small area of your room or your house to start with, to start small. And then go through every item and ask, have I used this in the past year? And everything you haven't goes on the on the trash pile or the sale pile or the giveaway pile. And everything you have used, you can think about, hmm, will I wear this again this year? Will I use this again this year? And then potentially keep. I hope that helps you take the first small steps in running your own happiness experiments. And hope you'll get a substantial increase in happiness from the essence from this 